Welcome to the archives of Radio Curious. I'm Barry Vogel. The late Alberto Catan, a professor of law at Buenos Aires University in Buenos Aires, Argentina, was one of the foremost litigators of environmental issues in Argentina. He's the guest in this archive edition of Radio Curious. In our conversation originally broadcast in March 1993, we discussed the future of the penguins that he was endeavoring to protect. Dolphins, the use of 245T, and the problems with the tobacco industry in Argentina. We began when I asked him about what was going on with the penguins at that time in Tierra del Fuego, the southernmost tip of South America. Exactly at Magellan Strait, there is the second big, the second more important colony in America, in South America, uh, in a point named Cabo Virgenes in Spanish. The, in that place, a company Chilean, in, in association with an Argentine company, want to build a pipe lines to transport gas and to transport petroleum until a, fact, a big factory to transform in byproducts such production of, of their activities. In the, exactly in the way of the pipeline and in the same area where the future spills from the factory will be get out is in that penguin colony. We are trying, without the Senorita Cecilia Pardo and Argentine citizens, trying that the justice, that the court, banned that project. We are in, in the middle of the coast. I don't know what could happen yet. I am optimist. You say you're in the middle of the, um, the court proceedings. Um, what are the the claims or the the objections that you are presenting to the court? We said that any kind of mineral activities can be done without an environmental assessment. Uh, in this case, of course, there are any kind of studios of, of environmental impact. And we say to the court that they must ban it that project until the environmental assessment can be made and all the people can know and the, the specialists of Buenos Aires University or the Patagonian University must know that evaluation and, and then said what could happen with that ecological area. The important thing is that the, the penguins are maybe the most visible part of the ecological complex. but. There are a special kind of soil, a special kind of uh, other animals that live from the penguins and the penguins and the, all the, the fishes that depend from the penguins, etc., etc. It's a very big and important ecological complex that we, we are trying to protect. Is the concept of requiring an environmental evaluation something new in Argentina or is it uh, just being ignored in this situation? 
the academical activity is not no is not new but for the companies uh, more important from the big companies that the most part of them there are no Argentines is a, a new things and at this moment it's a pity to say it but at this moment the corruption in Argentina is big change any fact assessment by an important quantity of dollars. When do you anticipate having a uh, an answer or a decision from the Argentine court? We receive uh, just now the first sentence or the first level sentence that don't open the the litigation to receive the proofs. So, uh, we just present an appeal of that uh, decision. If we win this, uh, this appeal, I suppose that in one month, one month a little and a little more, we can finish with the proofs and wait the sentences. If I am defeated with the, as we say, with the authorization of the proofs, I suppose that we will, we will have the sentence in the next 20 days. If you do not win, will the pipeline go through, or do you anticipate that there would be some form of uh, civil disobedience or community protest? I suppose that if I, if I will defeat it, the pipeline cannot be built because there are so important scandals in the public opinion in my country that the one of this member one of the members of that society said that they will change the pipeline lines they will change the pipeline to Tierra del Fuego. I don't know what at what part of Tierra del Fuego because maybe it's in, in a, an area of Tierra del Fuego with whales or with seals, I don't know. But at least I suppose First of all, I, I want to win, but if, if, if I am defeated, I suppose that they will change the pipeline to another part, and I, weigh, I imagine that can be in a normal place. Well, good luck, and we hope that you, um, that you, prevail, you prevail. Um, tell us about the situation with the dolphins. The situation of the dolphin was a, was a very old case. It's 1992. Uh, two, two Japanese companies obtained from the military government, at that moment the dictatorship in Argentina, the authorization of, to capture dolphins, to translate, to translate that dolphin to a circus. The characteristic of the Argentine dolphin is that they, they, they have a red line the difference is that. But the, the most important or other difference is that they are very curious uh, and very endangered species. I present by myself, say that my life cannot be sure if the environment continues, be, continues being destroying, and for my security and my son's security, I present my demand to the court that interrupt that fishing without impact evaluation of the impact. I win, I won, I won that case in 1982, and that was the first environmental case in Argentina. 
So the result was that the Argentine dolphins uh, remain free in the sea. The the consequence is that the at that moment the dolphin remained free in the sea until the moment of that our mad president at that moment, uh, General Galtieri, began the Malvinas War, and I suppose that some dolphin has been killed. Alberto, um, you were involved in one of the uh, first, uh, if not the first, case uh, concerning the dangers of tobacco. Can you tell us about that? Yes. In 1985, uh, like lawyers of myself, I present a claim against the national government because they permit the tobacco publicity by radio and televisions. And in Argentina, we have a law that forbidden the publicity of toxic substances. I present the claim. I say to the court that I will prove that the tobacco is toxicity is toxic, and the consequence is that they must forbidden by judicial case the future publicity by radio and television at least. I began the cause against the national government. Exactly no more than 20 days, they present at the court the two big Argentines tobacco companies that are uh, subsidiary, one of the British, another one from American company, Philip Morris, and they begin to, to defend their interest. At last, the case finished with a sentence that recognized that the tobacco is, to is uh, toxic and forbidden the order to the government to forbid the publicity in the future. The companies appeal uh, to the second level court. Uh, during two years, the court was in the second level. During that, that, that two years, the parliament received a, pro a project of law, uh, a special law. Uh, in that law, the publicity was admitted after 10 o'clock in, in the night. So they changed my sentences with a new law. In other words, um, they, after 10 o'clock at night, it was uh, legal to show tobacco advertising on television or radio? Yes. Yeah. Now it's legal. If my case will finish and confirm it, and no law, it was for banished for any moment. How did you present the evidence to the court that uh, the use of tobacco is toxic and dangerous? With information of the academic, of medicine academic, with information of medicine school, with information of international medicine school, with information of, of uh, cancer, American Cancer Society, with information of the World Health Organization, with information of the important doctors of my country that go to the court like witness and with several pay information from papers, from magazines, oh, plenty. The, the, the curious of this situation is that the tobacco companies and the government don't present any proof 
only said that if I am not sick by a tobacco by a tobacco cause, I cannot do a case. So the tobacco companies did not present um, information contrary, medical information contrary to what you presented? I repeat, the only defense that the tobacco present was that they, I don't have right to present the cause because I have at that moment and now at least I suppose I have not cancer. For those of you who just tuned in, you're listening to government politics and ideas. My name is Barry Vogel. My guest this week is Dr. Alberto Catan, a professor of law at Buenos Aires University in Buenos Aires, Argentina. And right now we're talking about uh, his case wherein he was able to restrict tobacco advertising um, on the Argentine uh, radio and television. Alberto, um, how did the courts respond initially uh, to the tobacco company's statement that you didn't have the right to present this information? The court don't accept the arguments of the tobacco from the government and confirm my right to present the cause whatever was my health situation because the general principle is, is, is that in several but important situations of danger for the society, any member of that society can present to the court his demand like a ombudsman, like a general de defendant, and the judge must say if, if that citizen have or not have reason. They, but this is not easy because these kind of, of cases are too expensive. Uh, you, you need scientific information, you need papers, special information for whatever the world, for quantities incredible, so photocopy to interchange with the different scientific centers to unify the, the decision and then to translate that decision that is in a special language of technician to our language of the court. Um, if you lose the case, you also you can pay important quantity of money. So there is a very important decision, but it's not easy to affront. You must be very sure what are you doing and imagine that at the same way that somebody buy stick to play golf, you put your money to play in defense of the social interest. One of the other cases that um, I understand you're working on concerns the use of dioxin, of, of Agent Orange 245T. Um, can you tell us about that? Yes, that is a very important case. One day I was at the doctor and my doctor waiting to be attended and I read in the UNESCO magazine that the um, UNESCO, the United Nations Educational and Scientific Organization. Exactly, exactly. I read in the magazine that the workers of the port of Manchester, Plymouth, don't accept to transport the several boxes to the to the big ships that go to Argentina because they don't accept that that kind of products 
can be used in Argentina. Now you're talking about uh, boxes of 245DT and dioxin. Yes, uh, in other pages of the same magazine say that that boxes have 245T and at that moment I don't have any idea. I am talk talking about year 1983. So when I get out from the doctor, I go to a medicine, I go to a pharmacist, I go to any... The more, the more curious place to know, to try to know who is, what is dioxin, what is 245T, until I reach an engineer that explained me that was an herbicide that had been used by the United States during the Vietnam War, that the, the military name is Asian Orange, and that provoked cancer. Anybody know what happened with the dioxin and the 245T? Let me ask you this: Where was um, where was dioxin used in Argentina? With the 245T and the dioxin was used in Argentina in the big forestry to ampli amplify the agricultural soil. Was used in the in at the sides of the roads. Was used at the side of the railroads and was using in some special plantation of tobacco and, and rice and rice was very used in Argentina basically it was used to like it was used uh, in California to uh, kill the broadleaf plants oh, incredible they destroying your your own territory but no, no, at this moment, the government have banned the use of 245T in this country. Uh, well, in my country at that moment was absolutely free, the, the, the commercialization of the 245T. I was necessary to end the cause, and the judge ordered the confiscation of all the dioxin in the territory, in the Argentine territory, and put with the nuclear components in the security places that have our atomic commission because the, I prove in the course that the dioxin is a second product more danger behind the plutonium. So the, the court decided to protect the national uh, population with that extremely uh, security. Alberto, I understand that um, you're now just finishing work on a case involving uh, the Bank of Credit and Commerce International, the BCCI, that has uh, many offices throughout uh, Central and South America. Could you tell us about that case? Yes, the BCCI uh, bought the more important architectonic house in Argentina. For one, one thing is enough to, to explain. The Beaux Art Museum from Argentina had edited uh, a books with, a, with a more imp the most important collection in Argentina. The first book is painting, the second bo book is sculpture, and the third book is architectoric, architect architectural uh, things. The cover of that third book is that house. Imagine the importance of that house. 
they they bought they bought that house and want to build in the in in the land of that house and and a higher hotel. I presented to the court saying that that is a very important uh, component of the cultural patrimony of the Argentinian uh, that the proprietor of the land is not proprietor of our culture and I make my opposition to the demolition of that house and I win. The house was maintained and in the garden of the house was built the hotel. Of course, you can tell me that the house lost the, the garden, but I can answer you that in any moment we can destroy that monster of 21 or 22 floors and we can restoration the garden. And I suppose that in any moment that must be possible and we can put the, 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 the trees and the flowers and the, the, in the original way. If they destroy the house, we, we have lost a very important part of our cultural patrimony. Alberto, um, we're conducting this interview at the University of Oregon School of Law on uh, March 7th of 1993 as part of, um, uh, you are here, here as a participant, as am I, at a public interest and environmental law conference. What do you see from a global perspective uh, the change or the possibility of change of protecting the environment for all of us here on this earth? I am not optimist. I, for some moments, I have my doubt if this important conference have is a meeting of 1,500 of people that love the environment or is a meeting of 1,500 of mud that have the illusion that can protect the environment of, for the potential of no more than 200 big companies. Even though you say you're not an optimist, um, you have traveled, uh, what is it, about uh, 12,000 miles from Buenos Aires to Oregon? I don't know how many miles, but I remember 24 hours in four airplanes. But my, my personal situation is that I am uh, negative in my ra ration, see, in my, in my brain, but I am optimist in my, in my illusion. And successful in your legal career. But I never finish. I never finish the, the courses to present the courses, but thank you. Earlier, um, you were telling me about um, the literature of Eduardo Galeano. Um, what do you see the significance of his commentaries on uh, America, both America in the North and America in the South, to be? Of course. Uh, with that book of Galeano, The Open Veins of Latin America, personally we have a very curious situation. I have, more or less, I bought ten books. One of them I must throw away during the military government. And the most important, at least six or seven of that books, I donor to a library or people that I love. Because for me, it's so important, that book, that in all moments that I have the book, 
for instance, at this moment I don't have any any more of that book. I would I would buy it. This is Eduardo Galeano's the the open veins. Yes, the Eduardo Galeano open veins, and I, I just saw with big surprise that they have a translation in English. I know to know how feel a good North American when read that book. That's in my curiosity. How do you what do you think about that? Alberto, I have to confess my um, ignorance uh, and inability to respond. Uh, oh. And uh, perhaps uh, you can tell me what you believe is the significance of it. I don't know because I must imagine what feel the the American Indian when they saw a film with John Wayne. I, I can imagine, but uh, in that book it's clear that the people of South America must support first the imperialism of the Incas and the Mayas, then the Spanish, then the British, then the Dutch, then the, Amer the North American. And it's a continuous open veins of the people, the illusion, the only the richness of the people of the South. This is a book of history that explains casuistic not the big history, uh, 200 or 100 and a half of casuistic situation of exploitation that provoke indignation, like a poem. <laughs> That's the book. One final question. Uh, you were telling me uh, earlier that uh, you too have a radio program uh, in Buenos Aires. Maybe you could tell us just a little bit about that before we close. Yes, I have all Saturdays from 6 at 7 to 7 p.m., a radio a program a radio program in Buenos Aires where I speak about history, poetry, literature, and also environmental problems. And I convoke important persons of the world, the people that are in, in my country, to maintain this kind of, of dialogue. Alberto Catan, professor of law, environmental litigator, successful environmental litigator, uh, radio uh, commentator, and, uh, and thinker. Thank you very much for being with us here on Government Politics and Ideas. Thank you for you, and thank you for the people that are listening. The late Alberto Catan was a professor of law at the Buenos Aires University in Buenos Aires, Argentina. He was one of the foremost litigators of environmental issues in Argentina during his lifetime. Copies of this and other editions of Radio Curious can be found on our website, www.radiocurious.org. There are over 750 archives on our website, RadioCurious.org, and I'm honored to tell you that Radio Curious is now part of the collection at the Library of Congress. We appreciate your cards, ideas, and letters, and do enjoy hearing from you. The email is curious at RadioCurious.org. The postal address is 700 West Smith Street, Ukiah, California, 95482. The phone is 
1-800-273-5075. Ignacio Ayala is the assistant producer. I'm host and producer, Barry Vogel. Thank you for listening.